We're going live. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Women of Golf Show. I'm Ted Oderico, and joining me is LPJ professional Cindy Miller, and we are your hosts. We're broadcasting live every Tuesday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Eastern here on the blogtalkradio.com network, bringing you some of the best golfers, teacher professionals, and entrepreneurs helping to elevate women's golf. We're so glad you decided to join us this morning, so grab your coffee and let's get started. All right, good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Women of Golf Show, and welcome back. Uh, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. I'm Ted Rodrigo, and right alongside, of course, each and every week is none other than Legends Tour player and LPJ professional, and my friend, Cindy Miller. Good morning, Cindy. We're friends? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> we got to call us something. We have to call us something. Yeah, really. Um uh, well, this is we're in our seventh, and we're going into number eight next season. So, I don't believe yeah, that. I guess we are. I'm telling you, I kid you not. You got to remember, they're short season. It's not a, you know, because we don't start until a little bit later, so it kind of throws you off. We don't start yeah, January. We start no. normally in February. Yeah, I know. Listen, I know you put up with me for this long, so it just uh, it probably feels longer, doesn't it? That's what it is. It feels longer. Um, no, it because doesn't. You've had to put it up feels with my, shorter. Well, it really give it to the give it to the give it to the end of the show. It'll feel longer. Trust me, <laughs> I'll make it feel longer. <laughs> but anyways, we want to thank everybody. Uh, welcome to the Women of Golf, and um, we've got a great show for you this morning. We're we're waiting for our first guest. Uh, hopefully, she will make it, uh, or uh, or we will uh, figure muddle our way through the first half. But uh, I'm talking about, of course, uh, Symmetra Tour player Janie Jackson. She joined us. Uh, Cindy, at the very beginning of this season, I don't know if you remember, but she was the first winner of the 2020 season. She won her first event, the 12th annual uh, Florida's Natural Charity Classic, and she's from Huntsville, Alabama. And uh, she's supposed to be joining us here first thing. And then a little bit later on, Susan Bond, a PGA professional, uh, is also going to be joining us on the second half. And she was on a little bit earlier in the season as well. So, uh, And coincidentally, she attended the University of Alabama uh, she was actually, or I didn't, sorry, intend. She was the um, women's captain, I think, of the women's golf team, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so both have an affiliation with uh, with Alabama. And, of course, for those of you that follow college football, Alabama beat my favorite team, Auburn, uh, in the Iron Bowl this past weekend. So I'm not too happy about that. So I don't know if I want to have these ladies on, to be honest, um, given that they're on the opposing side. What do you think? Or should I suck it up? Nice, suck it up, buttercup. (laughs) All right, so (laughs) let's talk while we're waiting. Yeah, well, (laughs) yeah, really, it's it's a this is what happens when you take a week off. You kind of come back a little nuts. At least I do. So tell me a little bit about your Thanksgiving, Cindy. We were just starting to sort of get into that, and then um, you know we we went live. So just tell us while we're waiting for Janie. And uh, uh, so how was Thanksgiving? I was good. It was good. We had people over. Should I say that or no? But we we're with these people all the time, so we're safe. Our son and his daughter, yeah. is not his daughter, his wife, uh, <laughs> and their son and her <laughs> and her parents um, came over, and I made my famous cheesecake, and Ellen made the turkey, and Ooh. everything was good, and we picked out, and I'm a fat slob, and I have to stop eating, but. Um, it was great. I I like winter. I, you know, I appear to be very extroverted, but I need my quiet time where I'm like, don't talk to me, anybody. I'm done. And I'm kind of there right now. Yeah, I, I'm kind of the same, too. You know, it, it's nice. You know, we're going to be taking a break just to, to kind of bring everybody up to speed uh, with the show. We've got two more shows after today. Uh, next Tuesday and the following Tuesday, and then we're not just going to, excuse me, break off for Christmas. Uh, we end up taking the whole month of January off, and that's just so we can get things organized and lined up for next season, get some uh, uh, guests to start off. And we're actually already got the first three shows next year, beginning February 2nd, I believe is the date we start back. Uh, we've already got those first three shows already booked up, so um, we're excited about that, of course. 
And um, but yeah, I, I'm like you. I, I need the break too. It, it's kind of nice just to uh, uh, to be able to just say, hey, um, don't talk to me, and you know, don't say anything. Don't uh, don't call me. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I'm the same way. You know, believe it or not, um, and I know you probably won't believe this. I'm, I'm not. I won't say I'm an introvert. I was extremely, extremely shy when I was younger, and um, you know, I, I always had a difficult time speaking and and so on and so forth. When I was really, really young, of course, I'm talking about. It. And then all of a sudden, I don't know what happened, but um, it's like the somebody turned on the faucet, and um, you know, now you can't shut me up. But I still. I still need that time for some reason, same as you. I, I just, you know, I go, 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 go. And then all of a sudden I just, you know, you know I lock myself in, in, in the house and it's like, don't call me, don't talk to me. I don't want to hear from me. I don't care if somebody dies, let me know and I'll send flowers. You know, I just don't want to be bothered. Um, but then, wow, you know, it's, I, it's kind of really... like all this... <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean that's a little bit of an exaggeration, but but you get you get the point. Um, I do get the know, point. It's, it's just snow today, and I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm in Florida, and I tell you, it feels like it's it's uh, you know it's going to snow. It's uh, I think in the 40s right now. So it's it was 29 last night, which is un, unusual, especially this early in the season. Um, but you know it is what it is, and. Uh, you're, you're, you're sending some cool weather down for us. So I know we need a little bit of a break and it's kind of nice, especially here in Florida, you get a, those hot summer days and it's just, it can be unbearable sometimes. So it's kind of nice to, to get uh, a little bit different uh, happening, but so tell me, let, let's get an update. Um, you know, with everything going on, you know, Cindy, we're still kind of in this pandemic mode and unsure of a lot of things. What's happening with your boot camps? Are you sort of, you know, a, a sit and wait kind of thing? Because I know you've got some scheduled for the new year, and I know you had one scheduled, I believe, for November. Uh, are you still able to to move forward with them at this point, or, or is it sort of a, a wait and see? We are on wait and see. We have canceled, needless to say, November and December. And probably right. we'll cancel January, but we've got um, kids waiting, you know, can we fly? Is there going to be a vaccine? What's going on to go to February? And we've got people that are planning to go March and April. So I hope to God this vaccine gets out and everything mm-hmm. is good. So I know we've talked about this, yeah, and I'll be I'll be praying for you, Cindy, that it does, and for everybody really, because it's just it's gotten to the point now. I mean, people are climbing walls. Um, you know, we need to get out, and now they're, you know, it's kind of coming round two, uh, you know, sort of closing things back down again, and and uh, in some cases, especially up in the northeast and even the northwest, and um, it, it's just. You know, I don't know how much more people can can take. So yeah, we need to get these vaccines out and and get them in, uh, you know, get them administered and 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 get on the other side of this. But um, how has the overall this season, um, as far as you know, lessons and that sort of thing and your engagement? Because as as we've talked about a number of times on the show, Cindy, you know, golf has really kind of gotten and i've said this a thousand times a booster shot this season for some reason you know i guess because of the the pandemic golf was one of those few sports uh, or games that was able to uh for the most part carry on did you notice a big difference personally or was it pretty much i mean you're as you always say spinning plates so much anyways did you notice a difference in in your uh in your bookings this year or was it pretty much the same we were way busier way busier like way busier. So golf is open. Um, golf mm-hmm. lessons were way busier, but needless to say, travel was not. And you know what's funny right. is you just learn how to pivot. It's kind of like play it where it lies. What are you going to mm-hmm. do from this situation? And, you know, inspect the obstacles and the and, and the. What do you got in front of you and what are you going to do and how are you going to hit the shot? And so I'm, I'm kind of nuts. We've got a huge virtual event we're doing today for a very big tech company in the dome mm-hmm. virtually. A film crew drove up from uh, New York City. These people are from all over the country. 
There's 50 people going to be on a virtual golf lesson today at 1 o'clock from the Golf Dome in Buffalo where it's snowing. So, I mean, (laughs) think outside (laughs) the box, right? And and that being said, I've also created – I'm still spinning plates, but I'm spinning plates um, as an introvert. I created my nonprofit, PursueYourIt.com or .org, and uh, I got a grant from a school or from a place called Hope Buffalo, and I was supposed to deliver my program to underprivileged girls in certain zip codes in Buffalo. And so Mm. I was like, okay, how am I going to find these girls, right? And again, you can't tell me there's not a God. So here comes walking into my mat, this woman and her and her friend. I go, oh, what do you do? Oh, I'm the principal at this school. <clears throat> and I'm like, oh, what zip code is it in? It's the right zip code. And what does your buddy do? Oh, she's the school psychologist. <laughs> oh, this is like, oh, welcome wow. to my mat, right? So we just <laughs> launched yesterday this Pursue Your Ed program, which I created an online mm-hmm. course, all virtual, because kids are learning virtual, and we're, we we piloted it and launched it yesterday to 125 kids in every gym class in the middle school in the school. I'm like, oh, wow. there you go. I don't need to worry about 10. I got 125. So I'm doing different. I mean, I'm not getting paid to do that, but I'm doing good work, right? And these kids right. all take personality assessments and behavior assessments and learning style. How do I learn? Do I want to see it, feel it, or hear it? And I'm creating it for businesses. So I'm going to do it for profit and not profit, but I got this grant, so right. I had to do this. And uh, well, and, so, yeah, that's what I'm doing. Well, well, what's really good about that, though, Cindy, is, is even though, you know, you're, you're, you're doing it essentially for, for nothing – um, you're planting that seed in, in, in future generations and what's going to ultimately happen. And certainly not everyone is going to do it, but someone it's going to take root with some of them. And they're going to say, Oh, you know what? I want to, I want to look more into that. And so, you know, sometimes doing, you know, things sort of pro bono, if you will, um, can be just as beneficial as if you were getting paid for it. I think we may have Janie on the line here, so let me just uh, bring her on, and uh, and we'll continue our conversation. Marvelous. Good morning, and good morning, and welcome to Women of Golf. Good morning. Good morning. This sounds like Janie. <laughs> How are you? We're doing we're very doing welcome. Great. How are you? Uh, can you hear me okay? We sure can. We can. Okay, perfect. Where are you? I'm in Phoenix. Phoenix? Oh! For what? I live here. Oh, yeah. okay, okay, okay. Are you going to the Open? Yeah, she lives. I am going to the Open. And when are you going? Uh, Next Sunday. Wow, that would be a Christmas present, wouldn't it? Let's win the U.S. Open. That sounds like a nice Christmas present. Right. <laughs> Why not? Have you played oh, one before? Uh, yes, I played in um, 2014 when it was at Pinehurst. Nice. Nice. I played in it's five. It's a fun They're experience. It's a difficult. It is a fun experience. They're very it's difficult. Like yeah, it's like they go, ha, ha, how can we make this so hard? It's impossible. And then you go, I don't oh. want to do that. I don't know, but they love it. <laughs> they sit back in the trees with their little devil ears. But, but, but guess what it teaches you? Suck it up, buttercup. Get tougher. That's right. <laughs> Everybody's playing the same track. That's right. And those who can't perform will die. <laughs> and they will cart them <laughs> off. <laughs> anyway, Ted, go That's ahead. Funny. Um, <laughs> so once again, uh, Janie, uh, welcome to the show. And let me just quickly remind everybody, of course, Janie won the uh, Florida's uh, Natural Charity Classic. Uh, I believe it was the first event of the season on the Symmetra Tour. Uh, and she has finished, I believe, in fifth place for the Volvic race for the card. 
So congratulations on both. Um, and as I mentioned, yeah, as I mentioned earlier, you're originally from Huntsville, Alabama. So you're an Alabama girl at heart. So you've got to be pretty happy. Uh, of course, I'm not, but you've got to be pretty happy that Alabama won the Iron Bowl past weekend because I'm an Auburn fan. So I just wanted to throw that out there Uh-oh. to kind of set the, yeah, set the tone. So if I get a little bit snarky with you in the, in the first couple of minutes here, that's going to be why. I, I, I hold grudges when it comes to football. No, I'm just kidding. Congratulations. Oh, well, uh, they, had, they played. You had uh, to know it was coming. Yeah, we, we know the beatdown was coming. And, and actually, I kept watching to, to wait for Auburn to show up because I don't know what happened to them, but they didn't even show up this season. So, um, But congratulations to uh, uh, Alabama fans out there and, and to you, uh, Janie, as well. So what are you – this has been a crazy season, obviously. We talked to you earlier in the year. You, you joined us in March, and um, you've been out there you know, battling it. There was some – off period and back on again, and it's sort of been a crazy year. Tell us about your season. What did, you know? What have you had to do in order to adjust your game, and and what did you do mentally to sort of keep yourself going throughout the season? Because it was definitely <clears throat> unusual for, for you guys. Yeah, I mean, it was a really strange year, but the thing that I just kept trying to tell myself was that everybody was in the same situation. Um, everybody was going to be struggling mentally. Um, it's something that this type of situation is something that none of us have ever dealt with before. So it was new for all of us. Um, and, you know, we were all going to struggle with it. And the hardest part for me was just the unknown of everything. But, um, you know, I did my best to just try and work hard um, during the off time. And, just try to be as well prepared as I could be whenever we started back up again. Yeah. And that, and that's, I guess, really all you can do. I mean, you know, as I said, you, I think you won the, if I'm not mistaken, I think you won the first event of the season uh, or certainly thereabouts. And then it was pretty much almost an instant shutdown um, the week after or within a, you know, a couple of weeks. And right. you guys were off for a while. Yeah, you were off for a while. And, and then I think it was sometime in the summer, if I'm not mistaken, uh, you know, they started back up again. And you only ended up playing, I believe, in all. You may not personally, but you played, I think, about 10 events this year out of a potential 20 or 21. So very short season. Um, what did you do in your off time? I mean, obviously, uh, you know, Cindy and I were talking earlier, you know, golf was very fortunate um, we kind of have a built-in social distancing in, in golf. So a lot of courses were still open. People could still get out there and play or get out to the range. Did you take advantage of that downtime and get out and really work on your game? Or did you just say, you know what, I'm going to use this opportunity to do some other things and give myself a little bit of break and then get back at it when I need to? What did you do? Uh, yeah, so I was fortunate enough that my my course here in Scottsdale stayed open the whole time we it never shut down um and with it being summer in Scottsdale nobody was really here so i i went to the golf course almost every day um and just i would grind it out for as long as i could until i got too hot since it was about 115 every day but i tried to take advantage of the off time um and the empty facilities here so uh, yeah, I, I practiced a lot. Um, you know, there wasn't, wasn't much else I could do as far as, you know, if I wasn't at the golf course, where was I going to go? Because a lot of places were closed and you weren't traveling and things like right. that. So, um, so I went to the course, you know, almost every day I'd say. Well, and, and, you know, that's good. I mean, you, you got to, if you want to play at the level that you're playing at, you've got to keep things going. Um, you can't afford to, you know, you could take a little bit of a break here and there, but for the most part, cause you didn't, you didn't know really what was going to happen. I mean, it was, you know, decisions were still being made very early on, you know, how long is this going to be? Is it going to be a few weeks? You know, what events are going to be canceled? So you had to really kind of stay on your game. You couldn't afford to just sort of rest on your laurels and say, well, I'll just take a, you know, take a chance because you're out there to win. You're not out there to just, you know, just have a good time. You want to have fun, of course, but you're there to win. So you've got to keep your game sharp. And, um, 
you know, and, and it's good that you did that. Cindy, go ahead. What are you most excited about for the Open? Um, I'm just excited for the experience and the opportunity com- to compete on uh, on that stage. Um, you know, to compete in a major, I feel like, is, is something really, really special. Um, so I'm just grateful for the opportunity. And um, now I'm going to try and remember that uh, I have – the game to be there and that um you know i think the last open that i i played in i was i was six years younger than i am now so probably didn't take um take the full experience in and uh try and play my best golf just being so in awe of where i was so i think this time around i'm definitely going to try and make the most of it that's for sure don't you believe uh, what you just said don't pass over that too quickly because that is such a big deal about mm-hmm. the first time, like I remember the first U.S. Open I ever played in, I, it was in uh, Philly, and the golf course was so long and so hard. And all I, I thought about is, oh, my God, I'm here. And I remember sitting at a table where Judy Rankin was getting – And she said, you know, oh, this golf course is so long and so hard. And I'm like, oh, she thinks it is too, right? And I was like such a little punk and so new and like wide-eyed. And it takes a while to say, all right, that's enough. You belong. Shut up. Let's go play golf, right? Right. And it sounds like you're at that point now where I'm like, I have earned the right to be here. Where's the first team? Yeah. What's the course record? And it takes a while to get over all that. Definitely, definitely. So I think that's definitely yeah. the biggest biggest thing I took away from the one a few years ago and we'll take into this one is just make the most of the experience. Awesome. Awesome. Ted? So, so Janie, let me ask you, um, as I mentioned earlier, you – uh, finished rank number fifth for the Volvo race for the card. What status will you have next year on the LPGA? Um, so I, with the with the 2020 being the sort of wraparound year um, because of COVID, mm-hmm. I think um, you know I probably I probably only get in a few. Um, if I had to guess, I could be wrong, but I think a lot of it probably depends on what happens here in the next few months with with COVID. Um, mm-hmm. but you know, what all that they, and they really haven't told us that much, but, uh, they have told us that, you know, status isn't going to be as great this year as it normally is, um, for the mm-hmm. symmetric graduates. So, you know, we'll just have to see. Well, I think if I remember yeah. correctly, um, when we had um, someone from the Symmetra Tour on earlier in the season, I think, Cindy, if I recall correctly, that they were going to sort of freeze the status on both the Symmetra and the LPG Tour. So for folks that were in the top 10, let's say, their status was not going to change regardless of how they finished. Um, so I guess that's probably what's playing into that decision or uncertainty is there's obviously a lot of LPG players that, uh, again, are going to, uh, sort of, get, you know, get a priority. Um, so do you know, obviously, I, again, I'm assuming you're going to have a look, if you haven't already, at, at what's going to be the 2021 schedule for the LPGA. Do you have in your mind what events you're most likely going to try to get into? Um, no, I mean, I'll I'll put my name in all of them, and um, I guess I'll just watch uh, – watch the reserve list um, and kind of see how, how my name moves up or when it does. And I I have no idea when it will be. Um, mm-hmm. And I have no clue what tournament it'll be. I'll just have to, you know, put my name in and see what happens. And you'll continue, I'm assuming, to play on the Symmetra events um, whenever and wherever possible as well, correct? Yes, I will. Very good. So, Moving forward, what do you obviously you want to you want to win tournaments and 
what are some of your longer term goals? Um, obviously you want to play as long as possible. Um, but what about at some point, is there something else that you envision yourself doing? Do you want to maybe convert into teaching the game at some point, or is there an area of business that you're thinking somewhere down the road that you, that has caught your eye that you, you might like to do? Um, you know, not necessarily. I think right now, um, you know, I'm I'm 26 and I'm just now starting to kind of see things trend in the right direction with my golf game. Um, so it's it's taking me or it has taken me a little bit uh, more time than you know maybe some girls. But so I think for me the biggest thing right now is I'm just trying to focus on where I am currently, just trying to be where my feet are, um, trying to better myself mm-hmm. every day, and and you know play competitive golf. As, as best I can. So, you know, that's pretty much all I'm focusing on right now. Well, I think that's a good good way to look at it. Um, you know, it's always nice to have longer-term goals, but I think right now you're enjoying, as you said, where your feet are. Um, you want to play. You want to continue to play competitive golf and see, you know, how far you can take that and, and to what level you can uh, aspire to. And then, obviously, um, you'll see what happens as, as time moves on. But um, Janie, we want to thank you for, for joining us this morning and we want to wish you the best of luck at the U S open. Go out and and have fun, enjoy it. And, uh, and try to put a a W in the win column. Yes, sir. Thank you guys so much. Thank you for having me. Good luck, honey. Have fun. Trust it. You belong. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Yeah. Have a good one. Bye-bye. All right, Janie Jackson, um, number fifth on the Volvic race for the card in the Symmetra Tour and uh, winner of the 12th annual Florida's Natural Charity Classic uh, heading to the U.S. Open. That's going to be exciting for her, I think. I know she's been there before, but as she said, you know, uh, she's going to be looking at it a little bit differently. Um, Very quickly before we bring um, Susan on, how did you feel the next time Cindy, that you went into a U.S. Open. Obviously, you, you told us a little bit about what your thoughts were in the first go-around, but when you started getting into the second and third, um, were you much more comfortable at that point, or were you still kind of you know, knees knocking and, and all that kind of stuff? You're always having your knees knock. I remember the one in Nashville. <laughs> I had a gun to my head, and I needed to make a certain amount of money to keep my card or I was going to lose my card and it was a hundred degrees in Nashville and humid and I thought I was going to die and I made the cut and I made a thousand bucks. That's the best I ever played in the U.S. Open. So I'm I'm always better when there's a gun to my head because I'm pursuing instead of protecting and that's a huge big deal. So, uh, but again, I, I believe that what Janie just said is huge it, it's mm-hmm. there's hope, and then there's you know encouragement, and then there's more hope, and then there's encouragement, and then there's you know disappointments, and then there's belief, and I think she's at mm-hmm. belief, and and as she just said, you know I'm 26 now, and the first U.S. Open was a long time ago. I, I again she believes she belongs now, which is what needs to happen, which is great. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And, you know, it's for somebody, you know, she said she's, you know, 26 now. So she's um, still very, very young and she wants to get out there and and, uh, you know, tackle her her profession. And she's got a lot of years left to do that. And she's going to take it one day at a time. And this year, you know, she said it was it was a little bit, you know, for lack of better words, wonky for her, for everybody. So it wasn't just her. It was everybody that really went through the same experience playing. So she's not any at any more of a disadvantage. But really, I think where it differs from player to player is not so much the physical game, but the mental game. Because everybody handles stress differently. So for some players, it was probably not a big deal. But for other players, you know, that anxiety level ramps up. And, you know, the longer you're away from something that you, you know, want to do the harder it is to to sort of get back in and and going. So for her, she did the right thing. She kept practicing. She kept her her mind sharp. She kept her game sharp because she didn't know when the next tournament was going to be. 
Um, and I think that was smart uh, of, on her part. All right, our next guest, uh, Susan Bond, of course, has been with us before. She's a 30-year member of the PGA of America, uh, and uh, she's also a PGA member relationship manager uh, for the PGA Magazine. And uh, she was also a uh, sales rep uh, for um, Straight Down. We talked a little bit about that. Uh, we'll see if she's still uh, doing that now or what's, uh, what's on the agenda for the rest of this season for her. So let's welcome back our very special guest, Susan Bond. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning. How are you? We're doing great. Where are you? I am in Newburgh, Indiana. Why wouldn't I be, right? <laughs> really? Uh, <laughs> and it's very cold. Um, my husband's Ron Philo Jr., and he is the general manager here at Victoria National. So we moved out here. Oh, he is? He is. He is. No, Victoria is part of the Dormy Network. It so is. He, it's one of the hardest golf courses I've ever played. It is. <laughs> um, I was like, if I can play here, I can play anywhere. It is very challenging. It is fantastic golf. Um, and invite you both out to come out and play in 2021. Love to have you out here. Wow. That's awesome. Well, that. That sounds like yeah, I think that sounds like a plan. Uh hopefully we'll uh be able to uh to take you up on that, but who knows with uh with everything going on what the the future holds, but thank you for the invitation. Um I want to ask a, a question if I may. Um Cindy, I'm going to barge in here, so I apologize. Um go for it. One of the things I know, <laughs> yeah, one of the things Susan that I know, yeah, <laughs> like you're going to be able to stop me, right? Uh, <laughs> I, uh but um one of the things, Susan, that I, you know, when I was reading through some of the, the stuff in your bio, um, you've done some work in the past and, and probably still do uh, with Special Olympics and obviously uh, with veterans giving an instruction. Tell us a little bit about that. Oh, my gosh. That is, those are my favorite clinics to do. Um, Bob Beach, who's up in the New England section where we hailed from, I would do, if Bob asked me to attend an event and assist him, I would be there in a second. It was just such a rewarding time to be with the Special Olympic athletes, and he was also very connected with the Folds of Honor and the veterans in the New England area. And, you know, it, we, I want it to sound like such a cliche, but we saved so many people from doing harm to themselves because they would always look Mm -hmm. forward to the Tuesdays at 10 o'clock and just being out and sharing their day with people. It was so inspiring. Mm -hmm. And again, they gave their lives to protect us. You know, it was an honor to give Mm -hmm. them golf instruction. It was just a great time. And Bob Beach is just incredible. I, I couldn't agree more. And, you know, we, we obviously want to thank all of those that have given their service. Um, let me ask you a follow-up um, on that. What would you say, because there's a lot of, um, you know, a lot of men and women who have served and unfortunately have come back uh, with some disadvantages, and maybe at one time they played golf, but now they're kind of thinking, well, you know, my golf's over, I've, maybe I've lost a limb or, or what have you, or I'm, I'm suffering from PTSD right now, and it's just not in the forte what would the message that you would like to convey for those that may be listening? Cause there, I know there's a lot of them out there who played a lot of golf, you know, years before they went out, they served their country, they've become wounded or injured and figure, you know, that's just it. Everything's, you know, by the wayside, what would you say to encourage them to get back to something that they obviously enjoyed at one time? Well, again, I think so much of that is being with other people and doing like, I can say that in the, just in a, my world that my game is not as sharp as it used to be, but I still enjoy to play it. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, work mm-hmm. on my short game to, to make up for the lack of distance. So if they have right. a disability now, they can still, you know, get out there and maybe it's just chip and putting, you know, and doing that, but they're still out there with their friends and it's all about the camaraderie. 
Yeah, I, I agree. Um, now, as far as instruction, were there some things that you had to obviously there, – there's some obvious ones, but did you have to do anything differently teaching those with disabilities? Was there some specialized instruction that you received to help in that transition, uh, or were you basically the knowledge that you had gained over your, your 30 or, or so years as a PGA member, was that enough? Um, we can always learn. You know, Judy Alvarez is wonderful with instructing golf professionals on different techniques to work with mm-hmm. um, adaptation. And I just, again, right. I think it comes to common sense. You know, you can have them grip the club whatever way it works for them. It might not be conventional, and it probably isn't. But as long as they make contact with the golf ball and encouraged by that, um, there's encouragement in succeeding and taking it to the level that they would like. You know, there's so many right, apps, right. You know, bigger grips, you know, lighter clubs, longer clubs. If they happen to be um, in a, you know, a wheelchair, there's the, the adaptive golf carts. Now there was a gentleman that I had in new England, um, Marty, they had, he had the golf, the single rider golf cart that allowed him to stand up when he hit the ball. And that he said his, he loved it for the golf, but he also, it assisted with his breathing. So again, it was a benefit for that standpoint while he also was getting back out on the golf course. Right. And I think more so than the game, you, you, you said it very eloquently before is just the camaraderie, just being out there with your friends and, and uh and and even your comrades if you will um doing something that you enjoy and have enjoyed for many years um just getting out there and 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 mingling with others and and just you know living your life i mean it's so many of them come back and and you know i I don't have to tell you this you know from from your experiences that so many of them come back very um you know, down and, and, and many even worse cases than that, that's putting it lightly, obviously, but, um, Mm -hmm. and they just don't know what, they don't know what to do with themselves. So I think this is a great opportunity. And I want to ask one more question then Cindy, I promise I'm going to bounce it back to you. Um, there is a young lady we've had on our show or her name is Gianna Rogas and, um, she is referred, I'm sure you know of her. She is referred to as the left-handed lady golfer and she's done a lot um, not just for veterans, but for everyone that um, mm-hmm. uh, you know has uh, you know disabilities and so forth. She's been somewhat of a spokesperson for adaptive golfers, and she said something really interesting on one of the shows. And she talked about a study that was done at Clemson University, um, where they estimated somewhere in around twenty, if I if my memory serves me correct, around twenty million uh, in the United States alone that are affected some way or the other with, with some form of disability. Is there an opportunity and, and are not being, and, and, sorry, let me back up. The point I'm, I'm getting to is that they're really not being addressed by the golf industry as much as they should. What do you think, or is there anything that you think the golf industry, because that's a big pool of people that potentially um, could play golf with some adjustments and so on and modifications. What do you think the golf industry could do as a whole to go after that demographic? Well, again, I think it's been a great start by Gianna and um, Judy Alvarez and the late Mm -hmm. Ken June down in Florida. He kind of broke down the barriers. I've worked with all – Gianna's attended my golf um, meetings at the PGA show. I've met all three Judy's. And, you know, they just – broke, you know, took the afraid of, you know, we are they fragile? You know, they act they just treated the 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 students or the, you know, the veterans as people. You know, they just mm-hmm. got to know them. They created relationships and it it was wonderful. Ken June was amazing with what he did in North Florida. Um and mm-hmm. again, it's all about just making people feel comfortable and show that you care. And, you know, the rest kind of, yeah. you learn from each other. Right, right, exactly. And, and I think sometimes, um, you know, just the invitation alone means the world Absolutely. to so many of these men and women. 
just the fact of saying, hey, why don't you come on out and, and you know, attend this event or be part of this event to whatever capacity or level that they choose, but at least the fact that they want to be invited. And that was really the point that Gianna talked about on the show was that, um, you know, she referenced a story about a young uh, girl around nine or so years old that had reached out to her who, who had the same affliction that Gianna had and said, you know, you were an inspiration. And she said, I've, you know, kind of like golf, my, you know, I think her parents or somebody in her family had played golf, but, you know, she had not really grappled to it because she didn't think she could. And now all of a sudden, you mm-hmm. know, on the golf channel and, and so on, she sees these videos of Jana uh, doing something that she was interested in doing. So uh, again, I think it goes back to let's, let's open the invitation and invite them first and then see where they want to take it from there. Um, Cindy, go ahead. Exactly. Sorry, I had muted myself. I think that's absolutely awesome. I've, and thank you for doing mm-hmm. that. I would like to change the subject. What are you doing in Indiana? Are you teaching there? Are you doing other schools? Are you going to Florida for the winter? Where can people find you? Because you're amazing. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I do. I have given a few golf schools here at um, Victoria National. And we were, um, Ron and I were actually set to leave on Saturday to take some of the members here to one of the sister clubs, Briggs Ranch, down in San Antonio to do, um, to basically to just have a great time playing with members and prospective members. But unfortunately, he tested positive for COVID yesterday. Mm. So that's been, I know, and I have to go after this call and and be tested. But, you know, it's, I've been, I play with the members here, um, play with, both men and women, but it's just a great experience here. Um, and then we also, I am going to be going to Florida occasionally in the wintertime to give some instruction to former um, members that I had that were at John's Island. So I'm just kind of figuring things out for this coming winter due to everything with travel and restrictions and so forth. But um, hopefully in 2021, getting out there and doing more clinics to grow the game for men, women, children, and everyone. And doing it mm-hmm. at, you know, here at Victoria, but or also at the other Dormy um, Network clubs. There's six in the top network. Awesome. And I awesome. still try to play also. <laughs> I try. Yeah, so it's, yeah, it's crazy, lot- isn't it? Oh, so many cancellations this year, but we're very excited. We are in the final stages of putting a pro-am together, PGA Magazine <laughs> Women Leaders Platform, which is my main role um, at French Link, at French Lick, excuse me, in conjunction with the Senior Women's Championship. Oh so my goodness! Mm. I awesome. know it would. It it is. It's very what? exciting. It would be Keep me um, on the list. Yeah, love, again, you were on the top of the list. <laughs> we're just, um, you know, it's right up the road, up the road, hypothet- two, two hours up from here, um, but it's a beautiful facility. That so we're excited. And another one where you can play golf with clenched butt cheeks for 18 holes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have, I have yes, but that's what. Jane Blaylock said, Maggie Will, they all were like, wow, um, great, great golf and great, um, you know, it's an area of the world that's making a mark in golf. Yeah, and, and the people there are amazing. Yes, yes. It's, uh, we have a little bit of frost. You're still in upstate New York, correct? I am. We're getting some snow today. Uh, we had flurries yesterday. So it's golf is on the back burner right at the moment, but it was beautiful up until like Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving day, it was 65 here, but the past few days, the temperature has plummeted. So that's um, why I'm looking to, to do some things in Florida this winter. Um, have you, how long have you been at Victoria national? Ron, I came out of like a year ago. We were prior to this. Ron was the director of golf at Sawgrass country club. And he came out here a year ago, September. 
And then I we had to get the house on the market and everything, and I came out about a year ago. Awesome. And awesome. You know, it's it's a change. The Midwest, we're East Coast people. <laughs> this is a it's rather different out here um, in the Midwest, but and it's cold. <laughs> like, uh, that was the shock. Not that I didn't think it would be chilly, but. It's, they did a thing on the Today Show this morning. It's warmer in Boston than it is here today. So go figure. Really? Yes. It's going wow. to be like 60 in Boston, and the high here is going to be like 35. Well, tomorrow in Boston, it's going to be yucky. It's heading that way. Whatever you have. Oh, yeah. It always goes that way from west to east. So whatever you have, I get next. Got it. Well, get the wood in the fireplace ready. Uh, yeah, it is today. We're supposed to get we. There's places that could get 18 inches of snow today. So, oh, yikes! Yeah, yikes! Yeah. Um, but you're doing wonderful things with golf, also. You, you know, you're a great speaker. And I see your your posts on social media. So kudos to all that you do for growing the game of golf. Well, thank you. I'm. I'm a little bit of a nutbag, but I'm having fun. <laughs> that's the main thing. You have to have fun. It has to be fun for everyone, you know, and that's and whatever little piece everyone takes away with them, it's well worth the journey wherever they travel to to, to learn that. So it's Absolutely. always it's all fun. Let me ask you this. Is the PGA tournament in January for the women still going to happen? The one down in, um, in Port, at Port, at Port St. Lucie? Yes. As of right, I received an email about 10 days ago. And yes, as of that, everything is a go. And I believe like they do a winter series right now, or it's, the fall, whatever the series is, and it's sold out right now. And I hear that the events that start, I believe, around the 8th of January are already getting well um, subscribed because I think people still want to get warm, follow the protocols and such, but, you know, there's no PGA show per se this year in mm-hmm. person. So they still want to get to the warmer climates and it's a great opportunity to play some great golf courses. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm contemplating, should I hit balls or forget it? <laughs> no, cause I'm uh, looking, hope, um, because when this letter also shared that for the top eight women who finish in the, in the women's championship, they get, uh, exempted into the KPMG in 2021. So I pushed the envelope a little further and I said, would they look at creating a senior division so that, again, an X amount of women senior professionals could get exempted into the senior LPGA championship? Um, they sometimes, yes, they sometimes forget about us back nine players. <laughs> And and I don't know when the senior or the when the LPGA Teaching and Club Professionals Championship is in 2021. Um, But I thought that if they're giving the junior players, if you will, a chance, they should look into um, also the senior players because we've supported. Are they? I don't know. They just. Um, with the new president of the PGA of America, he creates new committees. So they were being created as we speak. I think everybody was getting their assignment as of December 1st, which is today. So then they'll have committee meetings, and they shared that in the tournament committee meeting, um, my letter of that question was going to be um, discussed. So hopefully... I had the. Thank you. I rallied, you know, Cindy, Cindy, CJ, um, Cammy, you know, Wendy Modic, all the women that I know were all of the same um, age that would love to play. And we have so many limited events to play in um, that, you know, having this would be would be great for us. Not that we can't compete yeah, with would. the juniors, but 
we sh- I think it would also boost the field at Port St. Lucie in January. Or I think our event is the last one, the middle of February. So it would increase the participation in that event because I know years ago, uh, I want to say five or six years ago, the tournament was very poorly represented just due to the time of year, people not coming down from the north. And so, but it's, since they've added spots for the KTMG, the field has again. Yeah, so absolutely. It's a good thing. Incentive. So, okay, Ted, I'll we'll keep... stop. You can talk. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was actually... I was actually enjoying the conversation. Uh, um, it's very, very interesting, and I think it, you know it. I, I agree, you know, Susan, what you're saying. You know, you you have to remember those on the back nine, and I think the senior women have, you know, really um, paved a way for so many of these young and up and coming golfers. That I think it's only, um, you know, natural that you you have a spot for them as well. And I, I agree. I, and I, I think it's, uh, I think it's very honorable of you to, to really push for that. Um, you talked a few minutes ago about the PGA magazine, uh, particularly the women uh, leaders platform. Tell us about what is involved there. What do you do with the PGA magazine? Um, first, I am not a writer. Everybody goes, Oh, you're a writer. I'm like, no. <laughs> Um, besides the, the monthly magazine, we do pre COVID, we do over 150 in person events through our different platforms with PGA magazine. We have club fitting conferences, teacher of the year conferences, professional of the year, um, sell through boot camps. And I am the manager of the women leaders platform, which Rick Summers, the CEO owner of PGA, PGA magazine and I, sat down and said, let's do this, um, the fall of 2015, and our first meeting was at the PGA show in 2016. And at that meeting, we gathered together a little over 70 um, women PGA professionals, some LPGA professionals, and a few male PGA members. And to date, as of um, this morning, I now have of women PGA professionals, 531, and that's little less than half. There's 1,086 women PGA professionals in the country. And so mm-hmm. it's been a great five year, going on five years of meeting, connecting back with women that I've known probably since junior golf and college days and seeing how they have made a – name for themselves or become leaders in the PGA through what type of classification they are that, you know, years ago when I was a kid around the golf course, you know, everybody, women were just assistants, you know, but they Mm -hmm. now they're directors of instruction, they're general Mm -hmm. managers, they're golf course owners. It's been very cool. Mm -hmm. And yesterday, actually, we had a call, I've created a 41 leaders group. Um, There are 41 PGA sections. There's a chosen woman leader in each of those sections. And we had a call last evening with, you're going to laugh, hopefully, is that we had a call with the front nine women. (laughs) Um, (laughs) we We had women that have just gotten their PGA membership. And to say that their eyes were open we were on a Zoom call so we could see their reaction when all of the women that attended the call shared what they have done in their golf careers. So we created a great mm-hmm. mentorship relationship that will help these young ladies and help to help learn, have them learn what can grow the game in their, in their local area. So it was very cool. We have the support of the PGA of America, and it's, it's a great, um, avenue to see the future women of the PGA and nurture them along. I think that's fantastic. And, and um, you know, I think the more that that type of mentoring uh, programs that can be implemented and, and helping this next generation not only get into the game, but 
take it to whatever level they choose, I think is so important. And this brings me to a, a final question that I have, and it's something you know that you referenced earlier um, about Cindy, you know, in social media and, and being out there. And I know that you obviously um, know a lot about this as well. But a lot of professionals out there, male or female, um, are great teaching professionals, great coaches, however you want to label them. But when it comes to um, sort of personal branding and social media, not so much. Um, some of them just don't. What advice would you give? And, and you can pick either one or, or as a general, whatever you want to do. But um, what would you suggest if they want to really get their message, whether it be their, about their golf school? I mean, you know, some put up a website and that's great and that, but they don't do a very good job of really promoting themselves. What advice would you give to the many professionals out there that maybe could use um, a helping hand, if you will, in getting that word out there? I think, I think the easiest way is to go to the websites that they probably follow. Uh, I don't want to speak for right. Cindy, but again, copying is the highest form of flattery. You know, so if mm -hmm. you reach out to Cindy and they just, you know, get the bullet points of how you've become so successful, they can take the ball and run with it and create it in their own mind. I think they just need a basic template and go out there because, you know, you're going to make some, some fumbles, if you will. Um, but if you mm -hmm. get the point across and you get the hang of it, if, you know, you'll, you'll be successful in that in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, I think, that's, I think that's some great advice because, you know, there's a lot. I mean, not all of them are great salesmen. Not all of them are great marketing uh, gurus, if you will, but they're great at their craft. They're great at what they do, and that is to teach the game and to help grow the game. Um, but I think mm -hmm. you're right. I think a lot of them could, could learn from somebody like a Cindy Miller and others that have done very well at both. They're both teachers, uh, both players, and um, and and um, very high at, at levels of their game, uh, but they also know how to market themselves in such a way that that uh, they get that message that they want out there. And um, you know, Cindy, as she always jokes, says she spins so many plates, but she spins them very well, and uh, and breaks and breaks very few of them. So and breaks very few of them. So, Cindy, I'll let you have the final word. Susan, you're awesome. Uh, thank you so much for being our guest. We're thrilled that you're here. And keep me on the list for the French Lick event. I want to bring a Pro-Am team because I love the place. I love the people. It's just magical. You have to go play it. And, and, well, when, and if I get there, I will maybe drive down to Victoria National and well, take you up on that invitation. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, sir, I'd love to have both of you, you here, um, experience the, the facility again, the golf and the, the dining and the lodging. And again, Cindy, you inspire so many people. You are, you know, that person that everyone should reach out to and how to, how to be the best golf professional that they can be. Well, thank you. Well, happy holidays. December 1st. Yeah. That can start with, yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> Happy holidays. Thank you very much, Susan. And we'll uh, look forward to having you come back and joining us in the new year at some point as well. But uh, have a great holiday and uh, stay warm. And uh, thank you very much for being our special guest this morning. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Enjoy your day. Thank you. You right. too. Thanks, Cindy. Bye bye. All right, PG. Yeah, PJ Professional Susan Bond uh, joining us this morning. Um, great lady, and uh, yeah. Well, when is the uh, French Lick event? When, when is that in the year? Do you know offhand? I think it's in July next year. Okay, I will have to uh, pencil some time away and and uh, take her up on her offer. I think that would be fun. And I, we've talked about going to to French Lick, and um, I think that would be a lot of fun. Um, all right. Thanks, everybody, for joining us this morning. And I uh, got a little bit of a, a late, crazy start. But, hey, what the heck? It's the holidays. It's December 1st. Thanks, everybody, for joining us on behalf of Cindy. On behalf of Women of Golf, I'm, Cindy, uh, I'm Ted Odorico. She's Cindy Miller. My tongue is tied, and I'm getting the heck off the air before I say something even worse. Thanks, everybody. God bless. We'll see you next week here on the Women of Golf. Thanks, Cindy. Bye, Ted. Thanks for listening this morning to the Women of Golf Show. 
tune in live each week by visiting blogtalkradio.com forward slash women of golf or on any of these social media platforms, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, CastBox, TalkStream Live, and of course Spotify. If you can't join us live, check out our on-demand section for previously aired broadcasts. To get updates for future shows and upcoming guests, you can follow us on Facebook at Women of Golf. You can also follow me on Twitter at Ted and Buck CEO and Cindy at Cindy Miller Golf. Please remember to join us next week on the Women of Golf Show. See you next time. This has been a production of the iGolf Sports Network.